Hey, it's a Friday morning connection, and I think this is definitely going to be one that a lot of people connect with, our Chamber Connection podcast with our Dubois Chamber of Commerce. And this morning, we have Addison McInich here this morning from the Dubois Chamber. Good morning, Addison. Good morning. Thank you for having us again today, Brittany. You're welcome. Uh, Today, we have the pleasure of welcoming a great nonprofit organization onto the podcast to speak with us. I'd like to introduce Bobby Johnson, founder of REST Inc., REST Inc., which is an acronym for Resources to Empower, Support, and Transform Kinship Families. So welcome, Bobby. Thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. If you don't mind, can you give us a story on how REST started and came to be and maybe the mission behind it? Sure. Um, So in 2019, uh, my husband and I assumed full custody of our two grandchildren. At that time, they were ages 13 months and actually only four days old. My grandson had just been born uh, was still in the hospital Uh, both of us were still working and are still working now uh, full-time and raising our two youngest children who were still living at home at that time ages 17 and 19 Mm -hmm. so we were long past the infant (laughs) toddler stage um, and it was a really challenging time to navigate parenting Mm-hmm. again because we were both close to being 50 years old mm-hmm. so those days were significantly behind us mm-hmm. um, because of our particular situation we were also dealing with uh, the emotional and practical impact of substance use disorder mm-hmm. on our family and the fact that the other parent involved was incarcerated at the time and eventually we knew or suspected and it came to fruition that he would seek some type of custody of these children. There was an increased financial burden and and many other things that happened practically overnight. So, you know, I, as I said, I work full time. Uh, I, I currently, and at that time as well, worked full time at the Clearfield County Area Agency on Aging. And while this was going on, I was still involved in case management and was very aware of the, um, grandparents that we actually case managed through a program called the Caregiver Support Program, which is a federally funded program. But it's intended for grandparents who are raising grandchildren, but the grandparents have to be at least 55 or older. Mm -hmm. And so because we didn't meet that age threshold, you know, we weren't eligible for that. However, we saw that it was helping, you know, I saw that it was helping a lot of people in the community. But yet after looking into it further, because we were in this situation now, realized that there really are no other programs in our county or in our region that help to support kinship families. And a lot of people didn't even know what that meant. So even kinship caregivers might have heard the term and not even realized that that was them. (laughs) So, um, you know, after what we were going through and we were starting to experience, and 2019 was a very traumatic time for our family. It was really rough um, with what we had to navigate in terms of uh, the reasons behind becoming a kinship family. We started to then have to face custody proceedings because dad had gotten out of prison and was looking to build a relationship with the kids. And Of course, then at that time, we started to gain firsthand knowledge of custody proceedings, what was involved with all of that, the legal system, the costs involved, and just the emotional toll Mm -hmm. and the frustrations that people in our situation face. And so after one of the proceedings, I was really upset because I felt like 
the system didn't necessarily take into account our side of the story. You know, here we were as grandparents who had basically turned our life upside down um, to do what was right and take care of these kiddos. And yet it seemed like our opinion or our take on things wasn't really as considered or given as much weight as um, the parents at that point, who at that point were still struggling and hadn't really established a foundation. So it was really tough for us. And after that, I remember stating to my boss that I was going to start a blog. (laughs) You know, maybe we could bring some attention to this and start a blog. And me being me, uh, the blog idea went by the wayside immediately and just thought, well, you know, we're going to bite the bullet and we're going to start an organization (laughs) that can help these these kiddos and these caregivers. And so that's really where REST came from. Uh, We started it uh, formally. It was established as a nonprofit the latter part of 2020. And then the first part of this year, at the end of January, we became a charitable 501c3 organization. That is wonderful. I promise you, Bobby, somebody is listening right now and thinking, wait a second, that's my story. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many very similar stories that that people are dealing with right now. But whenever you're you're in that moment, you can feel really alone that nobody else is dealing with this. But um, you have actually some some statistics that show this is a very common story, right? It really is. And in fact, I've shared these statistics in various uh, situations, um, being out and about with work and, and always somebody looks at me like, no way that can't be right. Mm -hmm. So actually, um, we had a market study done at the Area Agency on Aging in 2018 by Penn State Harrisburg Mm -hmm. and the data center for a project that we're actually working on uh, through the agency. And as part of that study, we obtained uh, significant data on grandfamilies or grandparents raising grandchildren. And according to that study, 44% of the grandparents in Clearfield County are raising their grandchildren. Most... um, many of whom are doing so without the parent present. Can we just say that number again? Yes, 44%, so almost half. 44%, almost half. Yes, and in Jefferson County, it's 52%. Wow. That is crazy. It is, and understand that not all of those families are doing so uh, with a parent absent, Mm -hmm. but we do know statistically that the number one reason in our area and across the United States for kinship families being formed is parental substance use. So it is possible that the parent is physically present, but clearly not able to take care of the children. Um, But in many cases, those parents aren't even in the same home. Mm -hmm. And typically we also see that most of these caregivers um, can be single grandmothers. We know statistically these families typically are at a poverty level financially. And there are many, many issues, other issues uh, that can can impact that. So yeah, right now in Pennsylvania as a whole, we have roughly 90,000 grandparents raising about 130,000 children. And if you think about it in terms of foster care, so this isn't foster care, traditional foster care. Although kinship caregivers can be licensed foster parents, it is possible to do that. We're talking rest services, informal kinship families. Mm -hmm. So these are kinship families who have taken on the responsibility of raising these children without a parent in the home um, and are receiving no other stipend 
or uh, they have no licensure. Mm -hmm. They basically just stepped up to the plate and they're doing that. So for every one kid that's in a formal foster care setting, statistically, they say there could be anywhere from 10 to 20 children being serviced in a kinship family. Oh my goodness. Yes. Wow. Wow. I did not realize there was it was that high of numbers it is um yeah but thankfully you give a place that you can provide resources to those families mm-hmm. in similar situations so Absolutely. what are some of the services that okay you guys offer? so what we do is rest offers a full gamut of services so we offer case management and involved in that there's a lot involved in that mm-hmm. so and that's case management for all members of the kinship family so that includes evidence-based assessment where we look at the overall situation for the kinship family. Of course, they have to be willing to participate, and we are in no way associated with any county office or children and youth services, anything like that. But just as a community organization, they have to agree to you know go through the assessment. And then what we do is we develop a care plan that takes in consideration what the needs of all the family members are, we establish goals based on what it is they want to achieve and rest is really just there to support them mm-hmm. and help meet those needs so that they can succeed and thrive. And, and that's going to change over time. You know, even in the short time that we've been doing this, um, since February, we've, we are now case managing, uh, over 20 families across a three County region wow. and, um, those needs vary right and we see them changing as i said so rest has to evolve with that and part of what how we do that is basically we can navigate them to services that are out there that they need we can make referrals for services that may benefit them based on their goals that they may not even know exist Uh, we can help them with the kiddos and help to advocate for them in school if they're having trouble with that Uh, We also provide tangible items to them. Big item recently I've seen is a big push on beds. Mm -hmm. Again, a lot of times these kinship caregivers will take in these children and only have two to four hours maybe to prepare. Uh, For instance, I have a a grand family where the grandparent is a grandma, single grandma, uh, living on a limited income, has lived alone for years and recently took in three of her grandchildren, 14, nine and eight. And she didn't have any beds. Yeah. Right. So getting that stuff, beds are a big thing, Mm -hmm. Um, but tangible items that they might need uh, financial assistance because we are a charity organization. We, of course, exist on donations and grants. Mm -hmm. So we're able to provide for them in that way. And then we also offer a support group in Clearfield, which meets the first and third Monday of every month at the Hyde Wesleyan Church in Clearfield. That's That's great. Wonderful. Well, Bobby, it has been just incredibly enlightening to have you in here. And I want to mention that if somebody, if they have been listening to this and they're thinking, oh my gosh, that's me, I'm in that situation, or my best friend is, or if they're just thinking, hey, I want to donate because I know that the money is going to get put Mm -hmm. to good use, uh, where do they go? How can they contact you? Okay, well, the first thing would be, I I would just give advice, please reach out because a lot of times people are hesitant to do that, but Mm -hmm. that's what we're here for. Um, And so the easiest way would be to just contact me. Uh, The rest number is 814-762-2933. You can also email to info at restfamilies.org. And there again, the website is www.restfamilies.org. When you go there, I would encourage folks to enter their email for an email newsletter that gets sent out every week. And they can 
also make donations directly through the website uh, with PayPal. So it's safe and secure. Um, and then they can also follow us on Facebook. So we have a Facebook page. It's an open group and it's uh, Rest Incorporated. Great. Well, thank you so much for being a part of the show this morning, Bobby. Oh, thanks thank for having us. And I, I, I really just appreciate uh, the exposure and um, always nice to be here with you ladies. So thank you. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank you. And again, that's Bobby Johnson from REST, Resources to Empower, Support, and Transform Kinship Families. That's our Chamber Connections podcast, Let's Talk Business. Big thank you to Bobby Johnson and Addison Mackinich from the Dubois Chamber.